Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world today. This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. I hope you guys are having a great, wonderful start to your new year, living it up, having a great time. I'm just here on the exercise bike, getting it in before we have a nice little boxing session in the basement here. Got my co-host Phoenix with me. How you doing, Phoenix? Want to say anything? Phoenix doesn't want to say anything. He's a... I'm sorry, she is getting down with some kibble down here in the basement. So today we're going to be talking about resolutions. And I know the last episode we had was back in uh, just before the end of the end of the end of last year, end of December there. And we were talking about resolutions. What we're going to be talking about today is what happens when you haven't kept your resolution. Unfortunately, as we, um, I mean, as we've seen in the past, people who will start a resolution, they'll be all gun ho at the gym that I was working at. Um, right before the pandemic hit, we had about 200 or so people sign up in the month of January alone. I remember that from, I think it was 2018. And we saw a little bit of a decline in 2019 and then, you know, everything fell off a cliff from 2020, 2021 and so on. And we're starting to see a little bit of a comeback. Gyms are starting to slowly reopen again. And I know I've said that before, but in the province I'm at here in Alberta, our premier has basically said, hey, you know what? We don't care anymore. (laughs) We don't care if it's Omicron, Unicron. Um, Starscream, you name it, we're, we're coming back. So unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what side you're on, uh, most of the prerequisites for screening and things of that nature will kind of go by the wayside as soon as March the 4th, and I think probably the first week in March sort of rolls around. And what that means for a lot of people in the fitness industry is that we've seen people decide, hey, I'm going to commit to working out and everything else, but because a lot of the gyms were closed or at reduced capacity, there was a lot, it was a lot easier to, to say, I don't want to go, you know, uh, because of health reasons or just time constraints, or if you've been financially impacted by the pandemic and you don't have a lot of, a lot of extra um, disposable income to spend on a gym, you could be looking at, you know, saying, ah, it, it's easier to excuse not going to the gym now than has ever been over the last couple of years. And as we know, most people, by the time, if we're being honest, by the second week of January, they're usually not keeping it up. They're, you know, they've they've fallen off by the wayside. And and a lot of those goals for getting a better body and for getting leaner and fitter and healthier are just no longer there. So what we're going to be talking about today is, regardless of if it's March the 1st, January the 1st, July the 1st, you know, October 17th, whatever it is. Wherever you are right now, you can start again. And that's the great thing about the fitness industry and about choosing to make health your priority. If you could say, hey, you know what? Yeah, January, I made this promise. I fell off the horse. You know what? You can get back on it. And so one of the tips I wanted to talk about, the first one was having some form of accountability. Now, if you have some form of accountability, that could take the different shapes and sizes of a competition with friends it can take that you sign up for a like a race of some sort or some sort of um, some sort of mud run or something that you have a goal so for myself I have to get my uh, my knee looked at um, my doctor here 
just uh, it's a little bit swollen there, and and I'm I'm looking to sign up for either a race or something local that's like a 5K, um, like a mud run sort of obstacle course. And what that what that'll do for me is, you know, I put money down. It could be 100 bucks, 150 or 50, whatever the case is. But you put the money down. There's a date and a set time that you have to be at this race or this event. Um, you get a t-shirt, you know, and you might even sign up with a friend or a coworker, but you have something that's holding you accountable to show up there. It's not just you saying, ah, I don't want to show up. Like, no, you have to show up to this event. You need to be there. And as it, as uh, the time approaches, you know, man, I got to be in shape for this. I got to drop X amount of pounds, or I have to get X amount of miles or kilometers on my running, or I've got to go through, I got to make sure I'm fit for this. I got, I got a lift on three nights a week and my cardio twice a week or whatever. But what that does is gives you a, a target, but it keeps you accountable to the fact that you have signed up for something. You might be a part of a team. Other people are depending on you, but you don't want to waste that money. And so um, like Spartan races are great for that. Mud runs are great for that. Even, um, oh, what else? Like triathlons. If you, you check out your normal tri-leisure center in your area, a lot of times they'll have places that you can just sign up, get it going. And you, and heck, you can even, um, you know, sign up with a trainer, um, you know, look for adultfitness.com out there. Um, but you could, you could find a, a gym close to you and say, Hey, you know what? Um, I need to get in shape for this, this thing that's coming up in four months, six months, whatever the case is. And you have a focus, right? And so that's the first thing. Um, the second thing I found is taking the pressure off. And what I mean by that is, realizing that first and foremost, you are not like, let me backtrack a little bit for myself and people like, you know, if you, if you're in the fitness industry or if you've been involved with it for some time, regardless of how hard you try other people's, I guess you could say personalities or their auras or whatever it might be, might rub off on you. And case in point, when I was younger, I really idolized Arnold Schwarzenegger, Bruce Lee, Michael Jordan, those were like archetypes for me. I looked at them and said, man, it'd be great to, to be like them. You know, I played basketball as a kid and in high school and a little bit in college. And I figured, you know what, man, I, I just, you know, you idolize these guys, you, 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 you take their programs and their, and what they have and you try to emulate it. And then as you get older, you start to realize that you're not Michael Jordan. You're not Bruce Lee. You're not Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're not Kobe Bryant. You're not any of these people that defy convention with what they've been able to accomplish and achieve. And even though you can look up to them, you have to have your own way of looking at things. And with the internet now, Instagram, social media, um, YouTube, on top of that, you have magazines and TV and radio. You know, and if you listen to, I guess you could say like the stream of information that's coming at you and if for whatever echo chamber you choose you could say hey you know what i'm just gonna watch nothing but arnold you know uh, programs on youtube and, and get pumped and get and all this and usually what will happen is you'll get this huge th- crash of of your ego it'll just blow up because you'll realize at the end of the day you don't have their money and their resources and their their time frame to train for six to eight hours a day you got a job you got kids, you got a, a wife or a husband, you got your responsibilities. Nobody's just 
I mean, I mean, if you are, good for you. But nobody I, I know is, is one of the idle rich, just able to do whatever they want, whenever they want, with whomever they want. Um, and if you have those challenges ahead of, you know, in front of you, it's okay to take that pressure off and say, look, I'm not these people. I'm not Arnold. I'm not Kobe. I'm not any of these folks. I'm my own individual, my own person. And sometimes, you know what, your best is going to be a workout that you grab in between work and driving your kids to soccer practice. And it might be a 40, 40 minute, you know, 20, 30 minute hop on the bike or on the treadmill in your basement or skipping or it might be yoga or walking your dog you know or um a hot yoga class or something if, if you can squeeze it in or or something that doesn't look as mystical and mythical and you know just like if, if you get if you if you feed yourself based on the algorithms of youtube and what they're trying to give to you you're going to look at it and say damn like why isn't there workout workout music playing in the background? Why don't I have these montages of me like just getting ripped and shredded? And you know, it's like no. It's, they, certain people are at a certain plateau and operate at a certain level, a certain frequency, and you're not. That's totally fine. That's totally understandable. You have to look at where you're at and kind of like Moses with the burning bush when God said, "Hey, what's in your hand?" He's like, "Well, I got a stick. Heck, that's what you're going to use." You know, you got to look at what you got. And make the most out of it and remove any pressure you might have and any sort of feelings you might have about trying to be the best of the best of the best. And I mean, what's really bad for that is the quote unquote, I guess you could say toxic hustle culture that we see online or some of the segments in which we're, we're kind of told we need to be super productive and super efficient and effective in our workouts. And, and if you, if you can, if you have the time to do that and the resources to do that, more power to you, but you know, a good percentage of people have other things they have to deal with and they just can't wake up and train and then nap and then train again. You know, it's unless you're a professional athlete. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're a professional athlete, thank you very much. You know, Um, but uh, yeah, just take that pressure off and, and you'll realize it's really most of the time, unless you are part of like some sort of semi-pro team or anything like that, it's coming from you. It's not coming from a lot of other people because other people are in the same boat as well. You know, they're, they're suffering with their own insecurities and their own. I remember going to the beach with my family. Um, this was uh, a couple years ago. And we're just out there, you know, enjoying the sun. And it's at a, a, a lake that's about 30 minutes from our place. About 30, yeah, 30 minutes, 30 or 40 minutes. And we're just out there putting the sand, you know, the our, our blankets and everything out on the beach and laying out. And, and you see people of every shape and size just walking around. Just walking around. And you're like, man, you know, like, I mean, you see ladies with stretch marks. You see dudes with guts. You see ripped people. You see thin people. You see old people. Nobody cares. You know, that, and it's, it's a little bit freeing when you, when you see that, when you realize, damn, like, I could just exist in my own little universe here, be happy with my body, you know, if I want to improve it, go right ahead. But the mere fact that most people don't give a rat's ass about what you look like, um, and we're the ones that are kind of projecting that to think, oh, maybe they're really looking at us and they think they're thinking these things like, no, they're really not. So, you know, you want to take the pressure off there. And I think the third, the third um, aspect of of any kind of 
way to get back into the swing of things is we've got, you know, we have um, accountability. We've got making sure that you take the pressure off. The third one is a little bit more direct, but it is, and this is something that I'm implementing, which is you take the attitude that what you're doing is actually not that special. You know, it's, it's a, it's an unconditional part of your day. And the way I look at it is we never say to our banks, we never say to our services that we use, we never say to our spouses or our loved ones, Hey, you know what? I'm going to try to love you today, you know, to your wife or your husband, or you say to your kids, I'm going to try to feed you today. You know, I'm going to really make a good effort to try and feed you, or I'm going to make a, you know, give it the good old college try to make sure I get to work. No, you're going to feed your kids. You're going to get to work. You're going to pay your bills because if you don't, first of all, you're a deadbeat and, you know, society has, you know, special places for people like that, but you're, you're not, you're not, you're never saying, maybe I'll pay my, you know, my mortgage or my rent. You're out on the street. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll get to work or you'll get fired. And so you have to look at exercise and training as no different than brushing your teeth then eating your meals and going to the bathroom, then taking a bath. It is a part of body maintenance. You go to the dentist, um, hopefully every year, get your teeth checked or every six months, you head to the doctor, get your blood work, you know, see what's going on. Um, bring your car in to get checked. You, you know, you got insurance on your house, you know, all there are things you do because if you don't do it, your life will fall apart. And it's, it's no different with health. Um, it's no different with getting enough sleep. It's no different with just taking care of your body and not looking at it as something that is an option, but it's something that's a necessity. And if you're able to do that, sorry, when you do that, what happens is you sort of change the language. So now it's not about, well, I'm going to try to lose weight this year. I'm going to try to, you know, lower my blood pressure or lower my cholesterol or lower my stress or try to get more sleep. No, it's like, no, at this time I'm on this bike and I'm pedaling like a mofo. At this time I'm eating healthy. At this time I'm drinking like, cause we don't, we don't, the things that we don't really want to do, we put those things in front of it. I'm going to try. We'll see. I hope that's not the language we use when actually things need to get done. You know, if you tell somebody, well, you're going to try to, <laughs> you're going to try to change your kid's diaper today. It's like, yeah, if it's full, I'm going to change it. Hey, if you think you're going to fill your car up with gas, we don't say I'm going to try. You say you're going to do it. That's the bottom line. And that, that's what needs to be applied to your, um, to your fitness regimen and to your diet and everything else. It's just, no, that's just how it has to be. And there is no, there is no try. Like Yoda said, you know, try not, or there's no, there's no try only do. I, th- I think that's what it was. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But anyways, like I was saying, um, you know, hopefully you haven't fallen off the wagon. You are, you are kicking, kicking all sorts of butt, but if you have, it's okay. You know, um, you definitely can get back on it. Um, there's nothing worse than starting another year saying to yourself, man, I'm going to do, you know, it's like Groundhog's Day. I'm going to try and, and do the same thing over and over. It's like, no, you can, you can make a choice if it's in end of March, start of February, beginning of July, get down and, and get back on it, you know? And so, um, yeah, you know, hopefully everyone's doing well out there. Just want to let you all know also that we, 
Um, the Adult Fitness Podcast is available wherever you get all of your podcasts, regardless of if it's on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, um, Podbean. I think we are on all of the major platforms out there. So, you know, just check for us there. And until next time, I want you guys to keep fit and have fun.